feeling with Sean James stuck in our head. Oh God. <laughs> we were just talking about um <clears throat> the music from The Last of Us, which is beautiful. That that opening. the fact that I still remember that song and I've yeah. I've never played the game. It's not in the show. But I, I just remember that. I just song. want y'all to know that every time I've posted a song of the week with Sean James, not only does he like our post, but he also comments. Just saying. He's such a good. Oh. I honestly, I get more interaction from the artists when I post song of the week than just from our regular followers. Yeah. Which is really fucking sad. But, but it's anyways. also great because they're awesome. Yeah. And his yeah. voice is like fucking yeah. chef's kiss. Okay. I don't even know. Um. This week it's gonna be a bit edit for everything, bro. I watched some shit about racism and some shit about privilege. That's why I was like, go do you hand want me in to? Hand. Do you want me to just talk about my two? Because they kind of do go together. They do. Um, so go, go for it. Mine don't, but that's well, fine. I follow this dude on TikTok. His name is Cannon Writer. Honestly, I don't know why I follow him, but he's entertaining for the most part. Anyways. He put up this, like, Stitch video or reaction video or whatever the fuck you want to call it. And I'm looking on it and I'm just like, what the fuck is this? And it's Chelsea Handler interviewing five women from, like, suburbia in California. Oh, God. (laughs) Okay. I'm thinking white. I'm thinking money. No class. (laughs) Well, no. um, A lot of them were, like, they worked for the government. Like, Republicans and stuff like that. That tracks. Okay. So <laughs> the question was... Wait, was this like a joke thing or was that like... No, this is like a very serious... Okay. Let me, let me, let me start Handler. there. So what I'm talking about is a Netflix documentary that she put out called Hello Privilege, It's Me, Chelsea. Yeah. Right? And it's basically her trying to learn about white privilege and what she could do to just be like a little more aware. So she starts off by going where every white person goes and it's to the nearest black person to ask for help. And very quickly, she finds out that in order for her to understand white privilege, she needs to stop making it a responsibility for people of color to, like, check you guys or to teach you guys. Yeah. Right? And it's not necessarily about... um, using your white privilege and the presence of a different shade more within your own to check your own fucking people. Mm -hmm. Right. So she goes to this, um, it's like an open mic night and it is just a room filled of people of all colors. Maybe I could, that I could see, including her, there was probably three or four white people there. Okay. So she, they pull her up and she's like, hi, my name's Chelsea Handler and I'm doing this documentary for Netflix just trying to learn about white privilege. And the reason why the open mic was even being held is because it was black people or people of color's experience with white privilege. Oh, okay. That's yeah, what sense. they were up there talking about or doing slam poetry or whatever the hell, right? Yeah. And... While she was there and she's, like, talking to everyone, the audience got to, like, say their piece. And this one girl came up. And this is where everything changed. She's like, I'm actually really embarrassed to even be here with you. Because you standing in this room asking us to help you is your white privilege. Basically, like, who the fuck are you to come up in here 
and disrupt our night and make it about you. Mm. And it didn't even, like, dawn on her that what she was doing was wrong. So it's basically her on this journey trying to talk to experts, whether they be white or of color, trying to see where it all started. Um, She interviews very briefly Kevin Hart and... Oh, God, what's her name? Tiffany Haddish? Haddish? Which Tiffany one is Haddish. it? Haddish. And she, like, had, she was, whatever questions she was asking, you know, Kevin and Tiffany kind of just looked at each other and they're just like, we're just so fucking tired of trying to educate you people. Yeah. We're so fucking tired, like, of trying to explain to you. And then Tiffany goes into this very emotional thing of like what white privilege means to her and she's like the fact that you know where you even came from is privilege we don't know where we came from we don't know if we had kings and queens that you ripped us away from we don't have that history all we've known our entire history is slavery and oppression that's it so she very quickly like about a third of the way in she basically stopped talking to people of color Mm. and she starts getting white people's take on what white privilege is. And there's like this really weird stigma that people think that privilege is just you growing up with money and opportunities that other people didn't. And like, that's one type of privilege. But it's not encompassing. You could be as shit broke as I am, but your shade will still get you more opportunities than they will ever get me. Right? So... We come to the reaction clip that brought me to watch this, right? And it's, I forget where the fuck it is. I can't remember if it was like Orange County or some bougie ass fucking place. Yeah. And she's like Republican of whatever the fuck. And she's, um, what's her name? What did I just say? Chelsea? Thank you. I keep wanting to say Hillary. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, That's a white Chelsea, bougie name. Yeah. Chelsea's like, okay, well, do you think that, like, white privilege exists? And a lot of them were like, well, people have different privileges. Like, beautiful women have privileges. And, you know, there are privileges out there for everyone. I don't necessarily think it's a white thing. So then Chelsea was like, okay, well, what privilege do black people have? (laughs) Oh, God. Some ignorant-ass bitch. She's like, well, college admissions now. And she's like, explain. And she's like, well, the fact that, like, schools are looking for, like, minorities or, like, people of color now have a better chance of getting a job than a white man. And then Chelsea was like, well, don't you think that after so many years of being oppressed that people of color should have an advantage? So, like, in a lot of places, they need, um, what is that called? Like, they need, so like, a number, a certain number of black kids or Asian kids or Latinos or they need, like, a certain number of that race filled compared to their white numbers. In order to be considered diverse. Thank you. Like, they need a number, a specific number to be diverse, right? So they were saying that they shouldn't base you getting a job on the color of your skin. Explain to me why at my hospital every person that's on the cleaning staff is Hispanic. Yeah. Explain to me why 
97% of my overnight nurses are white women. And explain to me why an even bigger number of our directors and CEOs and CFOs are all white. That's a big discrepancy. You think that because the director of the lab is an Indian lady that you're doing... You're doing your job. Something great here. Yeah. My manager and all three of my supervisors are white. My entire staff, my actual coworkers that I work with every day, I can count Colleen, Jamie, and Nikki. I think are the only, oh, and Jenna, are the only white people. And the rest of us are... Dominican, Puerto Rican, or of color. One Asian lady. Yeah. White people do anything and it's fine. So I had a story told to me, right, about someone who had passed away. And I thought it was interesting that even in jail, the white guys still get better everything than anyone else. Like, it's just, like, it, the way the way that I fucking watched this and I had to breathe for yeah. patience because I was just, like, it's so ignorant. So she went to Oktoberfest, which she described as the most Republican white thing you could ever fucking do. Okay. Right? Chelsea Handler did. And she asked the people who were going if they thought that white privilege was real. One fucking person said... I wouldn't know because I don't experience it. Everyone else was like, no, that's not real. What? That's not a thing. Racism isn't real. Or it's so much better than what it was before. The fact that it's 2023 and it's still here, bitch. It's a big pro- Okay, we don't have different bathrooms no more. No, yeah. segregation is not a thing. But yeah. it's not like... So the way that I describe my financial situation is that I'm one paycheck away from being homeless. Mm -hmm. We're only one law away from being segregated again. Yeah, seriously. I mean, Roe versus Wade was overturned. What's next? Exactly. So if it starts with women's rights and what we're doing, what makes you think that the next thing won't be this? We're just going to keep repeating our history. And never learn. And never fucking learn. No. It was just... Because this country is run... By white old men, and they all stuck in their ways. Mm -hmm. So my thing with this whole documentary was that, like, I and I think that a lot of people of color will say shit like this about white people. I appreciate the effort, but you putting out a Netflix special isn't doing shit. You're not doing anything other than telling us what we already know Mm -hmm. and you keep asking us for help. So she was told repeatedly, it's not about coming to the protest. It's not about coming to the... It's checking your people within your group. That's it. So there were two instances in my life where, like, I wanted to throttle my friends Um, one was that made a very lengthy post on social media about how this Hispanic mother had her kids in the car and they weren't buckled. And I didn't say anything because it was on social media. If I'm going to say something, it's going to be to your face. But I just couldn't understand why 
you felt the need to point out that it was a Hispanic mother. You could have just done, I don't know. You could have just said shitty parent. Yeah. You didn't have to specify that it was a mother. Mm -hmm. You didn't have to specify that she was Hispanic. So then my next one was um, at a bar. I forget what it was that had happened, but I remember saying like this in that like some I can't remember. I usually can, but I can't remember at this moment. But she was a little drunk and she made this statement about a Hispanic someone. And I remember checking and being like, why did you feel the need to point out that the person was Hispanic or of color? Mm. And she's white. They both were. And she's like, oh, stop. And it's not like that. And I was like, no, but like it kind of is because why did you feel that need to point out that this person who you're talking shit about was Hispanic? Like three days later, she's like, I can't get that shit out of my head. Yeah. Whenever I'm describing someone, especially in a shitty situation, and it's like someone like a stranger, you will never see me say gender or race. I can test for that. (laughs) Because it doesn't fucking matter because you're just being a shitty human being regardless of what color you are yep. or what gender. Mm-hmm. That's like great case in point. Karens mm. don't always have to be white middle-aged women. No. <laughs> there are plenty of Latina women out there that are Karens. Even men can be Karens. Oh my God. Yep. That's just that's just the the model it was named after. Yeah, but I mean I don't know. But I think that also like the Karens thing, it just Sometimes I wonder, like, okay, yeah, we use it to describe that annoying, like, get me the manager lady who's just, like, an asshole. But I also think that there's also, like, the other side of it where they just use it to describe a just basic white woman who's, like, racist, bigoted, misogynist, whatever the fuck it is. You know, all the awful things. Like, all the awful traits within the white community. Is a Karen. Exactly. Yep. But all the awful things in a Hispanic community is a cutting. <laughs> <laughs> so well said, just, well said. It was just like, like I get what she was trying to do, but like, so she brought on like this dude that like wrote a book, right? And the whole time, also like, she's a comedian, so she's still trying to make like weird jokes. And Not the time nor the place. Yeah. So she brought over like this guy who was like an author and she's like, thank you for coming here to talk about my white privilege. And he goes, which is evident because we're in this beautiful fucking three story home with a manicured lawn and a huge fucking pool. Right. But then she talks about um, how she dated this black guy when she was younger. And she's like, I can't tell you how many times we got pulled over and I was just let go and he was thrown into jail. And I didn't realize back then that that was my white privilege. She thought that because she came from a shitty town that she didn't have white privilege. So, but it also came off as like, oh, like the white girl, but she dated a black guy. So she's like not racist. She gets a pass. Exactly. That's literally what it came off as. So it's like, I get what she was trying to do. Maybe that was just my take on it. I don't know if anybody else who's seen it. I honestly wasn't even going to give it my fucking time. If it had been episodes, I would have never fucking watched this. No. No. But it was just like about an hour. So I was like, whatever. Let's I see. also don't need to watch a, Ch- a Chelsea Handler special to know that it exists and that we need to work on it. Meaning the vanilla folk. My thing is, it's like, you don't have to make a big show of it. Just yeah. like within, even like within your own household. With, yeah. If you're at a family function and you fucking hear some shit that's totally out of fucking pocket and they're just saying it because 
no minority or person of color is around, as a white privileged person, it is your responsibility to check that person. And if you get pushed back and hate for it, then you're going in the right direction. I've gotten in many a uh, uh, argument with even my own family members over About this shit. About this shit? Yeah. So, because they're all of that generation where it's... Boomers. Yeah. Yeah. And we're over here like, but no! (laughs) And it's, and it's, and I'll tell you my experience, and it's not because I have RBF and I'm covered in tattoos. It's, whenever I'm in a situation where I'm outnumbered by whites, Mm -hmm. I feel extremely uncomfortable. And again, and like, it's like, okay, well, I have to like, mask like seem more approachable than what i am because yeah the tattoos can be scary the rbf is scary but i'm suddenly like just i walk into a room of all white people and i'm suddenly aware that my hair is so much darker than everyone else's so they're gonna know she's not one of us so now i'm stuck in this thing where like are they genuinely being nice or are they just trying to hide their racism and bigotry you know, I seem like we're inclusive. We care. There's that movie coming out with Jonah Hill and Eddie Murphy. It came out Friday. I want to watch it. You people. I can't watch that shit. No? That's cringe for me. That will fucking kill me. I will get so mad at something. But it's just like this awareness that I carry, right? So there's this dude that I work with. And to him, he's like, oh, everything is because, you know, he needs to be careful because if not, he's going to get in trouble because he's a black man. And... At first, I found it annoying because it's like, well, no one gives a shit, but that's not my experience. So I can't even say that stuff Mm. because that's what his life has taught him. Mm -hmm. And it's valid. But he likes to lump me in with his personal trauma. (laughs) And I'm just like, okay, like I've felt and sometimes, you know, and depending where I am, I've felt that there's a difference between me and the next person. I felt that uncomfortability. I felt like, okay, I shouldn't be here or whatever it is I'm feeling because I look different. But like, please don't lump me in with your experiences and your trauma. That is your own stuff. I've never felt... Like, I've I've heard shit that's been said out of pocket where I'm just like, wow, that was some real fucking rude, disrespectful shit. But I've never been targeted because for the most part, I pass. Like, I might get looked at and be like, oh, there's a little something in there. But, like, her English is so good. I get more of the, you speak Spanish? (laughs) Well, yeah, I'm Puerto Rican. You're what? Really? You're what? I would have never thought. Girl, read a fucking book for once. I feel more racism from my own people than from white people. It's not some shit. I feel more hate from my own people. Than from white people. I will tell you, whenever I walk in a room, I'm always uncomfortable. So there you go. <laughs> I'm sure. Because yeah. they're humans and humans. There's make- just people in general. Yeah. Now we're looking at colors. All people give me the oh, sometimes. I know. It's terrible. But I mean, I, I can try to appreciate what she did. But honestly, like, I wasn't impressed. Yeah. No, it sounds like she didn't go about it the way she probably should have. And you caught and that. And jokes. You caught that. As she was filming, she's like, oh, damn, maybe I shouldn't have. She's like, I don't even know where to go to, like, learn about this stuff. And it's just like, we're just tired of trying to explain to y'all. That's basically it. Yep. 
We're fucking sick and tired of just doing trying to make you feel comfortable, trying to basically like mute ourselves to that you don't feel like you're in danger of any kind or any like that's just like why you're gonna can change I just, who you be to make someone else comfortable. Yes. Because there's a possibility that the cops might get called and I might die. Simple as that. Yeah. That's fucked. So yeah. What you got? <laughs> I don't even know if I can talk now. We're going to come back to race later. Oh, God. Yeah. So here's our little in- in- intermission. Intermission, yes. And it's about demons. Oh. <laughs> That's why I asked. You Do you want to finish the, 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 the before we get no, into my okay. weird no, shit? No, go ahead. Get into your weird shit. I can't talk about this stuff. I All don't right. Like take talking. a breather. Take a breather. Take a breather while I talk about another Shudder not movie. That, not that I... Oh, good God. <laughs> not that I don't like talking about, like race and religion and that stuff i just don't think that a podcast is really a place to do it unless like unless professionals are in and more woke Experts. people yeah are involved i'm not really i can only speak from my first we're just the layman yeah yeah and i say some fucked up shit sometimes and i don't want to piss anybody off so go ahead tell me about your demons well the movie i'm talking about is called sorry about the demon mm. and it's a horror comedy came it's on shutter it came out in 2022 um and it's <laughs> It's, okay, it's not the greatest thing in the world, okay? It's Shudder. It never is. I don't know why you keep But the fact that they made it into a horror comedy instead of just doing an outright horror made it better. Like, the directors were like, this would be great, but also it's going to bomb, so maybe we should make it a comedy. Yes. Okay. Um. So the whole, like, plot is this family moves into this, what I consider to be a beautiful fucking brick. That means it's a decrepit, haunted fucking mansion. But it's not when decrepit. Mandate, it's not, it's... it's you know, but it is. I'll bet you it is. Um, and they're little. It's like you know, mom, dad, older son, younger daughter. Younger daughter gets possessed. Oh, and they're like, like, no, no, not our precious little uh, Amy. Don't, um, don't, don't, don't possess her. And they're like, we'll give you another sacrifice. So what they do is they rent out the house, like an Airbnb. Yeah. Oh God. Um, and our boy will. Who just broke up with his girl. Um, so he's all sad and shit. He moves in. Obviously, haunted haunted things are happening, and he's like not even paying attention. Well, because he's, you know, trying to mend his little broken heart. Exactly. So it's it's really funny though, because the demon is like getting exasperated. And <laughs> <laughs> this sounds like something out of a scary movie. <laughs> yes. But oh, okay. Not as funny, unfortunately, but. It'd be like all the cabinets, you know, like when a poltergeist hits, yeah. like all the cabinet doors open in and the this kitchen. this kid's like oblivious to it and all. And he, he's just like, God damn. And he just like, <laughs> he's like, why does this keep happening? <laughs> the fucking demons, they're like, are you fucking kidding me, guys? Basically. <laughs> <laughs> so eventually he does realize it's a demon. He's like, oh, fuck. But then the demon's like, you know what? I don't want your motherfucking soul. So it's almost like they become roommates. <laughs> I'm so done with you. Well, not room. You know what I mean? Like, they, they, they're they trying to live copacetically together. And so he's trying to get back with his girl, right? And she she eventually comes into the house and a demon possesses her. And he's like, and he's trying to... Oh, my God. What? I I just keep going. No, no, no. I just thought I need to know where this is going immediately. No, I want to know where your brain is going right because now. Because my brain is like, are we going to stay in this host forever and become a couple? 
Oh my god. No. Don't okay. <laughs> That would be funny no. though. <laughs> oh my uh, god. That would have been awful. That would have been hilarious. What are you talking about? That would have been better? Um, no, see? No. Um, but it, it was so it was like campy, right? Mm-hmm. So it wasn't serious by any means. Okay. But it was the fact that Will was so fucking like unfazed by this demon with the the laughing in the basement and like, like this just happens shadowing. all the time, and then the demon at the end of the day was like, you know what? I don't even want your soul, bro. <laughs> and then the family like eventually comes back in into the house, mm-hmm. and Will was more pissed at them for sacrificing him than anything. And the demon's just having a fucking field day over here, and it's it's not. As funny as, like, say, Scary Movie. I wish it was funnier. Yeah. But for a horror comedy about a fucking demon and this sorry sack of a man who was so <laughs> heartbroken that he couldn't even realize that his house was haunted. Um, it did it its just, job. It did its job. Okay. I enjoyed it. Again, it's Shudder. You're not going to get class quality. But yeah. I enjoyed it for what it was. That's funny. Had the Wayans brothers been involved, it would have been even oh, better. But... That's Had the Wayne's brothers been involved, he would have married the demon. Actually, it's the same thing as a haunted house. Have you seen those? No. The Wayne's brothers did. It's like, but it's like oh, updated. No, so like I they didn't. make fun of paranormal activity. Annabelle. Oh, yeah. No, see, after after Scary Movie 2, I kind of just like, I was like, oh, okay, I get it. No, those, the, after Scary Movie 2, all the others were trash. Yeah. But the, uh, like Marlon and Sean wrote Haunted House. Very funny. Hmm. Like, I'll think about it. I mean, Marlon's getting butt fucked by a a ghost, and it's paranormal. <laughs> I'll go wait, wait, what's up for day again? <laughs> um, you probably won't like this movie, but for those who like horror comedies, it's good. All right. So now back to racism. <laughs> oh God, hidden figures. So I remember when this movie came out. Same. Um, I remember wanting to watch it, and then I totally forgot about it. Yeah. I totally forgot about it. Um, and I thought that the white dude in it was Harrison Ford, and it's not. I only remember his name when I look at him. Girl, I'm on it. I know his name. I just only remember it when I look at him. What? It's it's what? weird. That happens, too, with... um. With See, I can't do it with him, either. He's a comedian. He was in It Chapter 2. Bill Hader. Yes! I only remember his name when I look at him. Show me a picture of the dude. Kevin Costner. Yes, I would have I would have fucking said it had you shown me the picture. Oh, that's hilarious. I would have looked at him and like, yeah, Kevin Costner. It's fucking weird. Yeah. So I see what you mean though. It's on Disney Plus. Um Taraji, is that her name? Taraji P. Henson. Oh I love her. God. Octavia oh. Spencer. Uh Jenna Monet. Mm-hmm. Um, give me more, give me more. Kirsten give me more. Dunst. Oh, God, if you <laughs> didn't like Kirsten Dunst before, you're going to hate her. Now. Jim Let pa- me see. Hold up. Let me see. What? Yes, he was Jim in Parsons. it. Yeah, that guy was that in guy, it. So Aldous this Hodge. guy from Supernatural. Yeah. He was Sam in Supernatural. Not he Sam. He was also in Leverage. That's great. I don't know what that is. And he was on City on a Hill with Mr. Kevin Bacon. Remember that? No. Oh, yes. Yes, yes you do. Yes, yes, yes. Um, that's about it. Anyways, yeah, so great cast. So basically, we work for NASA in 1961, I believe. And it's about, um, so 
Russia. What? Talk about this two episodes ago. Did I? No. <laughs> Are you sure? There's no fucking way. No, because sure? it was literally the first thing that I watched after we wrapped last time. Are you sure? Is it on there? Hang on, I'm looking. No, I did the fucking posts. You're making me so mad right now. <laughs> uh, Kaleidoscope, The Lovely Bones, The Menu was last the one last time. And then Possession, Sick, Megan, and... The pale eye. Maybe I dreamed this, and I'm having, like, deja, deja vu. vu. Okay, great. Now sorry. keep on riding this wave. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I'm sorry. So they they work for NASA. So it's, like, in the 19, early 1960s, so segregation is still very much a thing, right? And this is in the South, right? God. So Russia spat out, like, a thing out in space, and now the Americans are like, oh, they're here to spy on us, what yeah. are we gonna do about this, blah, 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 blah. Hide your guns. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> or no, bring out your guns and hide your children is more like There you it. go. Yeah. Hide the wife. So, it's very much, uh, the white section and the colored section, like, that shit's going down, right? So, this is a time where people of color did everything they could to make themselves relevant Mm. in the workplace so within nasa there were 20 women who worked in the basement and basically they were like just extra bodies in case something was needed right so if a specific department within nasa needed something done they would send one of their girls up there for however long they were needed and then someone would get hired for the position and they would go right back down to the basement yep Okay. So it's almost like a temp job. I was just going to say that. Yeah. But they, they, they are here. They work here, but they only work up there when needed. Yeah. And if they're not needed, then they're considered computers because they're the women's that were just typing out things. Got you. Secretaries almost. Yeah. So we have Janelle Monet, who is a brilliant mind. She is fine as shit. Oh my God. And so fucking sassy. Mm. So she's got a brilliant fucking mind. And they had a job for her. And it's basically with the team that was building the the ship to go out into space. Mm. And she's got the brain of an engineer. Yeah. So the guy that's, like, leading the team is Jewish, I believe. A Jewish engineer. And he's the one that looks at her and he's like, you should think about going to school for engineering. She's like, oh, I'm a black woman. Like, they're not going to let me. Black women, they don't have a course for engineering for black women. Yeah. And he's like, well, I'm a Jewish person and I'm at the top of this. Like, you should still go. So he pushes her to go to school. Um, So it's three of them. And then uh, Taraji is a fucking genius when it comes to math equations. Um, and she's put to work as a computer, like uh, doing all the math and basically checking everybody else's work for like coordinates Mm. on how to get to where they need to get to and where we're going to land and all that shit. Jim Parsons is part of that team. And so is Kevin Costner. Got you. The part that Kristen, Kirsten Stewart plays is that she's like Kirsten Dunst. Kirsten Dunst. What the fuck did I say? Kirsten Stewart. That would have been so much better, to be honest. (laughs) That would have been so much better. 
Kirsten Dunst plays like the manager of these women, of she and does. she's one of those where like she comes down and it's just like misery on her face, and she's like, I can't believe I had to come down here and associate myself with these women, blah blah blah. Yeah, she shits above her asshole. Let me clutch my pearls. Yes. Yeah. Oh, pearls actually comes into this. Okay. Because Taraji was told. Like, she had all these specific rules to follow, and she couldn't wear any jewelry unless there were pearls. And she's just like, where on earth am I going to fucking afford pearls? Mm. So the what got me to watch this was, there's a scene where Kevin Costner's character is looking for her. And she comes in through the back door, and she's carrying all these files, and she's sopping wet. And he's like, where the hell have you been? Where do you go every day? Three times a day for over an hour a day. And she's like, the bathroom. And he's like, what the fuck? You spending three day, three hours a day in the bathroom? And she's like, well, you don't have a bathroom in this building for me. So she has to hike a mile away oh back to her old offices where she knows of the only colored bathroom to go use it and then run her ass back. So she loses her shit, right? Because the first day she was there, she went to serve herself a cup of coffee. And then nobody touched the coffee pot. Oh, for after God's she did. sakes, yeah. So they got her a separate shitty little coffee pot with the word colored on it. And she was the only person of color in this whole fucking room. Jesus. They wanted her to solve equations when half the equation was missing. So she had to find ways around. Anyways, um, the third lady was um also a friend of hers and Janelle's. I don't know her name. What's the what's the other one? I, I got you. <laughs> I, listen, the frustrations. Ah. Octavia. There she is. Yes, Octavia. Dorothy. So she so Do- Dorothy basically played like she was the supervisor. Well, acting supervisor for all these women and she kept asking for the supervisor position. And Kirsten Dunst's um, character is like, oh, well, it seems like you're getting along just fine. So I don't see why you would need it. She's like, well, because I'm doing everything a supervisor should be doing. So I would like to be compensated. And she's just basically like, no. So this movie also takes place at a time where um, IMB, IBM, irritable bowel movement. That's not it. What's the computer? IBM. IBM. Okay. They came in. To NASA for the first time. And they were talking about how, like, oh, the computer's going to do math faster than anybody here, than any calculator, blah, blah, blah. Basically making Taraji and all these girls obsolete and not needed. What are we going to do if a computer takes over our job? We are the computers. We're the ones typing up reports. What's going to be the point of us if they could just type up the report as it's needed, Mm -hmm. right? Dorothy, they can't get the computer to work. So she goes to the library and checks out a book on IBM and everything you need to know about IBM. And she teaches herself how to use this thing. Jeez. She fucking fixes it. And then what she does is that while they're not needed, she teaches all those women everything they need to know about computers. So that's now awesome. the only people that know how to fuck with the computer that's in their basement is these colored women. Smart. Janelle Monet ends up going all the way to court so that she can go to class. And she made like this whole speech to the judge 
And she's like, she did her research on the judge. She's like, you were the first judge to do this. You were the first judge to do that. Wouldn't you want to be the first judge who sent a black woman to school to become an engineer and be the first black woman engineer for NASA? So the judge was like, for his own fucking gain. Mm. He was like, fine, but night classes. She knew how to play the, the ego. She did. Yeah. So they brought in the astronauts that... Um, were supposed to be bound to go to space, and uh, they're all Yankees. And we are ahead of our time compared to the South. Oh, yeah. So when they're coming out and they're greeting everybody, it's like the sea of white people, and then way the fuck in the back, it's these 20 black women. And the director of all this is kind of like directing everyone into the building before they even meet the black women. And the one astronaut that everybody was excited for is like, Oh, hold on. Like I got to go see over here. And he's shaking these women's hands and getting names and job titles. And what are you responsible for? And all this shit. Because I guess the North was like for so much, much further ahead. Like it wasn't segregation. Wasn't a thing up here. I think Mm -hmm. so to him, it was like, why the fuck am I not saying hello to these, but whatever. Anyways, the whole point is, it's all based on a true fucking story. These were three extraordinary fucking women within NASA that were the first women to do really big shit at a time where they didn't even the bird she couldn't even afford pearls. The clutch. Damn. She just clutch her collar. I love that though. It gives me hope, you know. It was so good. I cried. It was feel good. I was here for it. I mean, that cast alone. Oh my. I'm sorry, you got Taraji, Octavia, and Janelle, and Kevin. Well, Kevin Costner. He's all right. He did great. <laughs> she Those did are that, all heavy hitters, She though. did that whole Leading spiel about the fucking bathroom and all this shit. And next thing you know, oh my God, the greatest line of this whole fucking movie. He's like hammering down where it said like colored women's bathroom. He's hammering that sign down. He takes it down and he goes, from now on. It's everybody's bathroom. It's white bathroom. It's a colored bathroom. This is NASA. We all pee yellow. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. I was like, this is great. Unless you have a problem with your kidneys, but then yes. (laughs) Ooh, yeah. But, um, they said that, like, he was very hard to, like, get to know as a person, like, in the movie, right? Like, oh, he doesn't really take well to anybody. He doesn't warm up to anybody. But Taraji was definitely one where, like, last minute, last minute. She's the one that saved the day. Yeah. And he was like, yo, I see that. And it was the astronaut that was like, so I guess the computer had fucked up on the coordinates on where to land. And he was about to board his little ship and they still didn't have, they had like two different numbers for coordinates. And he was like, get me the woman to identify the coordinates. I'm not leaving until she is the one that gives you the coordinates. And she was more spot on than the computer was. I was like, this it's not only a black woman, but just a woman. Yeah. Fuck you. Yeah, seriously. It was great. I cried. I loved it. It was wonderful. What fucked up shit did you watch? <laughs> this isn't fucked up. It was great. This is like, we should not have gotten this order. No. Because it's a fucking Christmas movie. <laughs> this is a spicy episode. <laughs> Yo, we are all over. This is a manic fucking episode. Yeah, it was. Uh, I'm talking about Violent Night, people. Is this the one? the hopper yes yes yo so like dad bod i thought about it but you like home alone 
Yeah, you like Die Hard? I've never seen Die Hard. Well, you got both in this one. Okay. This is, but isn't Die Hard a Christmas movie? Isn't that the whole? It's a sh- big debate. Okay, but in the Andrews household, the Die Hard is our Christmas Eve night movie. Violent Night is replacing that. Oh my God, Scott liked it. Oh my God, he loved it. Oh my God. My parents hey. are humongous Stranger Things fans. I don't know why. I mean, it's great, but Hopper, they were like all over it. I'm sorry, but nobody has anything on hold. Holty will be it for me forever. Oh! I'm going to talk about him. Okay. So we have David Harbour. He plays Santa. Um, We also have... Like legitimate Santa? Legitimate. Oh, my God. We also have John Leguizamo. You er, say that so weird. Leguizamo. <laughs> you say that so okay, weird. Okay, so what am, I, what am I supposed to be saying? I always add an extra I. That's why. Leguizamo? It's a E. So it's Leguizamo. Leguizamo. Yeah, you say Leguizamo. Yeah, I had an I in there, but yeah, I mean, I get that it's an I. Better. <laughs> nope, it's Leguizamo. Okay, we also have Beverly D'Angelo, who was like, uh, okay. we also have that motherfucker who was in like every two thousand. Oh, Cam um, Gagnant, Gagdent, or you want to talk about saying last names fucked up? There you go. You say it then. <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought. All right, we have. <laughs> I think it's Gagnant. We literally it? open. And David Harbour dresses Santa. He's at a bar. He's drinking heavily. There's another mall Santa that's there, and he's also drinking, and he's very, like, a jolly old man. And they're like, yeah, how long have you been in the business, whatever? And he's the real Santa. So he's, he's like the midlife crisis, everything sucks, I hate my job type feel. And he's Santa, though, so he knows everybody. He knows their life story. He knows who's... Daughter or nine. Yeah. But he's like, at this point, is like... Because Santa's a pedo. No! <laughs> okay, not that far. But he's like so done. He's like, no one believes in me. Everything sucks. I gotta work my ass off. I'm getting drunk. Because it's oh Christmassy. So he drinks very heavily. He winds his way up to the roof where the reindeers are. Steps in like their shit. He gets pissed off. He gets in the sleigh. And I'm bu- sorry, where did you see this? Peacock. It's free on Peacock okay, right now. Okay, thank you. Because immediately I'm yeah. like, I might have to go you watch it. Because he sounds like I'm just your you- typical white trashy girl <laughs> coming out of the bar <laughs> after a bad night. It gets better. So the, he goes up to the roof and the bartender follows him. She's like, you're not supposed to be up here, blah, blah, blah. So he goes off and she's like, oh my God, it's the real Santa. And then he barfs on her. <laughs> She's just covered in vomit. Do you know what this sounds like? This sounds like it was written by Adam Sandler. It may as well have been. Oh like, my god. It's hilarious. And it's gory and it's actiony. Great kills. So what happens is that there's a family. Uh mom, dad, little girl, little girl, sure. like 12, whatever. Um, dad, they are kind of separated, but they go to his mom's house for Christmas Eve. Mm-hmm. And then she's mad rich. Like, richer than rich. She's got, like, a whole slew of servants, right? Like, decorating. She like has a Like, Emily Gilmore rich? Yes. Okay. Like, the richest you could possibly... There you go. Okay. And, and they're on, like, a, an estate, like, big-ass uh, house. And there's only, like, six people that that's actually the live Gilmore's there. Gilmore's rich, but sure. She's, like, the only one that lives there. Okay. She's got senators under her thumb. You oh, know what I mean? God. Um... And so what happens is that our main family, they go 
and his sister and Cam, who's like her boy toy, and he plays an action hero, uh, act an actor, oh and he's such a he's a dumbass. Okay, yeah, there's dirt in there. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then her son, who's like a teenager, that's always like live streaming, and he's like, yeah, man, yeah, yeah. Um, they're all doing their family drama thing, but then John Lewis. Leguizamo, Leguizamo plays Scrooge. All of his like mercenaries have uh, like Christmas theme names, and they basically uh, infiltrate this estate, and they hold them all at gunpoint. So because they know that just for money, uh, yeah, the, okay. they know the mom has three hundred million dollars in cash in a vault under the house. How do you know that? How do you get that information? I he 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 describes it like I fucking remember. What the fuck so, does this have to do with Santa? I'm getting there. I'm just right I here. I just realized. I'm right here. I'm okay. right here. Because it's Christmas Eve, right? Santa comes down that estate's chimney. And he's going and he's like, uh, he sees the... What Santa the fuck shouldn't is, go to rich people's houses. What is a little girl? Santa's for privileged... Uh, Trudy. For underprivileged kids. Trudy is our main... Like, she's a little girl and she's like the pure at heart. Always has believed in Santa even though yeah, she's like she's 12. Yeah, she's a Cindy Lou Who. Yes. Okay. Thank you. And so she made him cookies and, like, frosted it to look like him and big candy canes and milk. And so he's there and he sees, like, a massage chair because it's a rich white person's house. And so he, like, he also sees that there's a there's a wet bar in, the, in the, where he is, the room where he's in. And so he pours himself, like, a tall-ass glass oh. of whiskey and he sets back in the massage chair. He's like, I could get used to this. Oh, and fucking he's enjoying himself. And then he starts to hear automatic gunfire from downstairs. <laughs> so we have, like, a diehard situation because he's like, oh, fuck. And Santa, like, to go up the chimney, he, like, presses the side of his yeah. nose. And he tries to do that, and the magic isn't working. So he's, like, stuck there. And so he's like, oh, shit. Like, he's trying to escape. His first thought is, get me the <laughs> fuck out of here, right? Yeah. And um, one of the mercenaries, like, ends up going into the room, and he's trying to explain, like, I'm Santa. Yeah. And, and he's like, yeah, you're full of shit, yeah. guy. What happens, it, like, he's trying so hard not to fight this man. And he's trying to, like, escape from him, whatever. They both end up falling, like, out the window. And this is no spoiler because it happens very soon. Um, the mercenary, like, gets impaled on a fake icicle tree that they have for decoration outside. Like, ass first? Uh, no, back first. Aww. Well, technically, ass first, yeah. yeah. But that would have been funny yeah. if it was like that. Um, so Santa, he sees his escape and he starts to leave, but then he looks through the window and he sees Trudy being, you know, sitting with her family and they all have guns pointed at mm. them. And so he's like, fuck. He's like, shit, now I gotta do this. So the whole movie ensues. It's action-packed. Santa's literally trying to just save his family from all these mercenaries. And it's, it, I don't want to give away, like, I mean, I'm not going to give anything. There's no spoilers. Like, there's no big secret, but it's. Oh, yeah. Santa, let's just say that it describes the, um, Santa's, uh, that he wasn't always, kind of like in the Santa Claus, he's not always the Santa, like, he took like on Like, he the has role. a job uh, outside of being Santa? No, 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 meaning, like, D- Hopper was not always, didn't always look like him. Okay. It's almost like he, like, takes on the role. Like Tim Allen. And, yeah, that's and, what I'm saying, yeah. yeah. So, in his previous life... Yes, he's like thousands of years old, but he was a Viking. And so, have you seen Rise of the Guardians? Yes, 
Very much that. Yeah. I was just He's like rushing Santa. He's got yes. tattoos everywhere. Yes. Yeah. So very much that, that, just minus the Russian and the tattoos. Mm. But he also has a delicious man bun. And uh, I was like, yo, I'm here for it. But he had a, a hammer. Stop. When he was a Viking, he was a warrior. So he had a big ass hammer that with like a long stock. And he called it Skull Crusher. <laughs> so let's just say that bitch gets an axe by the end. Or um, a sledgehammer. And the, his Viking comes so out. So, is that tied to Viking lore? Because I know, isn't Krampus? Um, is that paganism, Viking? yeah. No, it was just like, it was just his original story. It wasn't necessarily like... Oh, it was like, just, okay. Yeah. Because that would have been fucking it. Well, yeah. But it was the man bun, the blood, he the, the kills, <laughs> like, the gore was The awesome. fact that he's so large. Yeah, it, but, so it was funny. It's action. There's some... Um, like, pure Christmas joy in there that you get, you know. When was this movie released? Because I know it wasn't it during Christmas. It came out Christmas. the first week of December. It did come yeah. out during Christmas. But it's now for free on Peacock if you have it. And oh, honestly, I, I, it's not Christmas, okay? I was not in the Christmas mood when I wanted to watch it. But I was like, you know what? I need an action movie. It's funny. Like, my, my dad said it was funny. It's got David Harbour. I'm sold. Great. Yeah. I will watch this movie any time of the year. Like, okay. it is, it is, if it wasn't David Harbour. Can I put it on for my kids? I mean, my kids also watch The Last of Us, so. Yeah, because there's no, there's no, like, nudity or sex or anything. It's. How fucked is it that we're okay with fucking gore and violence, but heaven forbid there's a tit on the screen? I don't know. There's something wrong with Because us. technically it's fake blood, but tits are I real. I can explain that. Yeah, but tits are real. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't know either. But you know what? There you go. <laughs> Honestly, though, like, I'm in love with David Harbour. So if it wasn't him, I probably wouldn't have enjoyed it as much. But it all works so well. I just, I can just picture it because, like, obviously, like, Stranger Things. And then he was in um, Black Widow where he played the dad. So it's just, like, I get it. I will say that um, Trudy, the little girl, yeah. is a big Home Alone fan. And um, let's just say that Santa tells her to set booby traps where she's hiding. She delivers. It's like it's like the Home Alone you wanted to happen. Oh, with man. all the gore and oh. all the nail through the foot, the nail through the throat. Like, oh, it was so good. Okay, you know what? Put it on for the whole fam. That fucking chair I'm sorry. is killing me. I'm excited because I'm moving. <laughs> that is a good family movie. But okay. with blood. <laughs> and guts and gore. And and hammers to the face. Nice. All right. I'll watch it with the yeah. kids. Probably so, not today because they have to go to bed. So if you want to forget about racism, <laughs> watch for Santa. a moment. Yes. <laughs> Holy shit. Oh, All right. so great. I'm sorry about our crazy fucked up episode. Manic episode. <laughs> yeah. That's the name of this fucking episode. Manic episode. Woo. All right. All right, guys. See ya. Have a good one. Thank you.